Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen LeBooth, and we've got some great, great stuff for you today. <laughs> Hope everybody's fine and staying warm, guys. Yeah, it's a little chilly down here, but we'll manage. I hope everybody's having everybody's having a great day. Hope you're not being too scary. But yeah, this is another edition of the Ghost Stories Told from the South, baby. And I'm Stephen LeBooth, ready to scare your pants off of you. Anyways, it's uh going all right. It's a little cold front down here in Texas. That we got going on. Um, had a little front come through. And it kind of. If anybody knows anything about Texas. Anytime that we get. Sorry I was fixing something. Alright. Anytime we get a little bit of uh, ice on the road. Everybody flips out. I mean the ice ain't too bad down here. But we still shut down. So. I didn't do a video for this one because uh, I haven't showered all day. I've been running around, running around in my pajamas. It's been an inside day. Stuck in the house. So, yeah, we're not used to this cold stuff. But it's like when the northern uh, people from the north come down here and it's summertime. They're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty nasty down here. <laughs> but we're staying warm, staying alive. I got some great stories for you tonight, so hope you all enjoy, and uh, just want to say thank you guys for listening, like always, and thank you for the uh, followers I'm getting. Our numbers keep keep getting bigger and bigger, so that's a plus, baby. I love it, I love it, I love it. Just want to say thank you guys from, I mean, from around the world. We're getting hits from everywhere, and it's awesome. So thank you very, very much. Because I do this in a little, in my little bitty old house by myself. You know, just makes me feel awesome. People are really liking the show. But anyways, we will get down to it. So, like always, grab you a nice warm blanket. Get you some hot cocoa. Or maybe some coffee. And uh, snuggle up to that fire and hit play and... Let Stephen LeBooth scare you. <laughs> okay, our first story is the old Barnalola County Courthouse. And these are all New Mexico. So that's where this uh, place is. Albany, as a matter of fact. The old ghost, or the old the old courthouse, which was built in 1926, is said to be haunted, at least in the basement. Witnesses describe hearing voices in areas, flickering lights, and unexplained wind gusts that just come through there. Yeah, that's pretty weird, especially if there's nothing open. The courthouse has a reputation for being a paranormal hotspot. And during Halloween, it is e it even serves as a haunted house. Here's some more stuff on it. 
The old co- uh, county courthouse, of course, was built in 1926. Uh, of course, in the basement, they say that's extremely haunted, like I was talking about. Flickering lights and stuff. And, of course, it's a hot spot. This is another story where I couldn't dig really into it. There wasn't a whole lot, so that's about all I got for the old courthouse. But yeah, if you're ever around there, go check out the old Bill Monore, Billinore, the old Billalua County Courthouse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I probably butchered that name up, and I'm very sorry if I did. All right. I do get some uh, bigger stories, not a lot of short ones. So let's go to the next one. All right, the next one is the Union County Courthouse. Clayton, New Mexico is notorious for being haunted, included the Union County Courthouse. While the courthouse deals with its jur- with its jurisdiction responsibilities, it also deals with an ongoing hauntings. Outlaw Tom Ketchum, better known as Black Jack, was hung outside its courthouse for robbing trains. His hanging was executed income, resulting in his uh, decapitation. So, um, he didn't really die from being hung. He, his uh, neck popped off. I mean, his neck popped off. His head freaking popped off his fucking head. His head popped off his body. Yeah. Imagine seeing that at a hanging. Yeah, we're going to see a hanging. They pull the lever and the floor flops. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a way to go. Oh, where was I? Okay, some speculate that his spirit is angry with how his hanging was carried out and all haunts and, oh, how his hanging was carried out and still haunts the courthouse. Still to this day, it was uh, uh, being rebuilt in 1909. Employees report seeing apparitions like figures in halls of the courthouse and have even felt Black Jack's spirit flow, uh, follow them through the uh, building. In addition, the jail cell where he was kept until his execution is said to be extremely cold. Clayton's other haunted locations also include the uh, Hotel Eglude and the Hurston Museum. So that's some other places that old Ketchum or the uh, other places in the town of Clayton that are haunted. Here's some more. Okay, it was uh, reconstructed, of course, in 1909 after a tornado tore through the original courthouse. The Union County Courthouse today is said to be a hot spot for many code, uh, code spots. Well, code spots is uh, where they say that's what you feel when a presence, presence or a spirit or something is by you is code spots. And there's lingering uh, spirits. Before the new courthouse was built, Black Jack Ketchum's hanging was right out in front of the uh, original courthouse. And of course, today his legend is that Black Jack Ketchum haunts the halls. 
headless or not. The jailhouse where he was in until he he met his final fate is said to be extremely cold, like I said. Even still to this day, they say. Others reported sightings have uh, spooked those who still work in the uh, 1909 courthouse. Some say they have even seen full apparitions. Others have only been able to, to capture orbs, surroundings, and stuff like that. So, if you're from uh, New Mexico or from Clayton, let me know about the old Union County Courthouse. Hook a brother up. All right. I think it's me. Good time to cut into a commercial. We bees right back. You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there? out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am my your co host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, Unsolved urban murders, la- unsolved mysteries, mysteries uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends. We're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel, too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's What's Really Really Out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Well, welcome back, everybody. Ready for the next story? Our next story is the Donna Ann County Courthouse. The abandoned courthouse is located on 251 W Admir Avenue. It's believed to be haunted and has been investigated by numerous organizations, including the Ghost Adventures, an American television series about the uh, paranormal. It is also the site of Las Cruz first zombie fest taking place from 7 p.m. until midnight on Saturday. Okay. Okay, here we go. It is a beautiful building in slight decay, but a realtor would tell you it has a, it has great bones. It's massive too, covering more than 300 or three uh, 36,000 square feet. As our investigator team assembled, 
Corey reviewed these stories. He told me on the phone for the uh, small crew that we would be going with that would be going with me. <clears throat> In the bright light on the first floor, Chris talked about hearing the sound of footsteps and construction workers made when uh, those construction workers made when those workers are working. He also uh, he also spoke of the little girl's voice caught on tape and played for us. The description of the blood on the floor with one solitary footprint determined by a local police investigator to be a form or be from a little girl. There were also doors closing and facing in the windows. That didn't make any sense. Anyways. So. Significantly. It spooked. They said. Okay. Here's another. Uh, place. In the uh, middle of the. In the middle of the room. Was a board with. Uh, only plant. With old plans. From the construction of the courthouse courthouse pinned to it. Chris beckoned me to uh, read the name of the two small rooms. Now used as a closet. Titled as the insane rooms. Oh, that's where the insane went. This was, a mental, this was mental health as... Normal in years past. What they're saying that was normal back then was to stick them in these small rooms. They thought it would help them. And now a, a hotbed for, for paranormal activity. The courthouse is, courthouse is uh, kind of decaying and in, in a bit of a sad state. But the uh, decay kind of fits the stories and all that. When you're, you know, going through there. Uh, let's see. What else do we got now? Is this another one or the same one? Let's see. This is another one I thought was bigger and it's really not. Well, well. Uh, okay. Well, that's kind of it. I mean, uh. They didn't really go into detail of what all they found. They just kind of, excuse me, talked about uh, some of the stuff. You could imagine, though, if it was, a, you know, an old courthouse. And back then they used to stick, you know, if they thought you were a cuckoo, they'd stick in a room like that. But that's why another reason I've been trying to cover courthouses. They kind of interest me with, uh, you know, how long they've been there and the history of them and stuff. But. And guys, I am very sorry. It looks like this is going to be a very, very, very short episode. I guess I should read through my notes better next time, huh? That always bites me in the butt. But I try to keep everything organic, so when I'm reading it, I'm just as shocked as you. So, my bad on that. Okay, now this is our last story. And this one is in Louisiana. And this is a pretty big place. 
Let's see what it is. The Old Pea Farm in Shreveport, Louisiana. Well, it's a it's basically an old uh, prison camp, basically. And here we go. With all the <laughs> Now this isn't me telling this story, this is uh someone else. With all the years that I have worked in in corrections, I have always had a special interest in old abandoned jails. Throw in the uh, concrete of haunted jails and you can bet your life I will be there. As previously mentioned with the uh, the Ryder Gothic Jail in the Angola Angola State Prison, Penitentiary. Prisons are notorious for being home to vast amounts of negative energy in associated with years of depression, abuse, and violence. Such a, such is the case with the particular prison hidden hidden amongst the uh, woods of Shreveport. Although a shell of its former self, the ruined shambles of the old Cato Parish farm pecks through the uh, trees of the Old West uh, 70th Street as a grim reminder of a rough and rugged prison of the past. The land that the prison sets on was home to the plantation of Governor Caesar Carper and Tineo. He was the third of three African-American Republicans who were elected and served as the lieutenant governor of Louisiana during the era of Reconstruction. As his politic career dwindled down, he would move to Shreveport and build his home where he uh, opened a small family grocery. By the turn of the 20th century, nearly elected Cato Parish Sheriff Samuel J. Warden came in. He uh, promoted the need for a strong, effective uh, sheriff's office and urged urged the passes of several taxes to fund his uh, growth, to basically uh, build up his his sheriff uh, department. Not only did the duties duties and responsibilities of the sheriff's office expand, so did the size and its staff and inmate population. The parish was in need of a new jail to accommodate its rise of convicted re- of the uh, convicts' rates. Of you know the convicts getting more and more in the prison. The land where Antonio's plantation once stood was per- uh, purchased by the parish was a prime location to build its needed prison. So in 1905, the Cato Parish Penal Farm was built. The prison ran as uh, ran as any penal institute of the time, with acres upon acres of farmland that was tended to by its prisoners. The crops grown here were not only used to feed its inmates' population, but they were also <coughs> sowed to so to generate funds for the prison 
For inmates, the rule was uh, often simple. You don't work, you don't eat. The prison was eventually nicknamed the pea farm, not for the vegetable, but simply as a aberration for the uh, penal farm that it was. Angestent to the main building, said to the said to the house more violent criminals was a woman's uh, dormitory ironically also called a penal farm they called it the penal farm too huh that's weird called the penal farm inside a penal farm i also i also thought that thought okay i also thought was uh pretty cr- uh comical when a prisoner f- Prison for women was called that. Sort of like the other conduct con, con anyways. Sort of like the other terms as jumbo shrimp and black and uh, blue jeans and anyways, this guy's rambling off about other shit. The conditions of the pea farm were not said to be the most luxurious of its time. Elder elders who were housed who were housed here years ago, have said that the br- the brutality from the guards was not an un- uncommon thing. An uncommon thing there. Some are said to have been killed from unnecessary use of force. Next to the prison is a uh, poeter's uh, cemetery, housing many of the prisoners who died while incarcerated here. Many feel that the land is also home to unmarked bur- uh, burials of those who died under mysterious conditions. It has often been re- rumored that no matter what part of its land you stick a shovel in, you're likely to uncover a body. God dang. The prison was shut down in the 1950s as the uh, Elboro road school the uh, pea farm remains in shambles and is on heaven and is heavenly patrolled and uh every day by the local police still this doesn't detour paranormal investigators and urban explorers from sneaking on the grounds late uh late at night to uh check everything out those that have made the visit report creepy catacombs of old jail cells, some of which are disarrayed with shackles and are still mounted on the walls as a reminder of the harsh conditions once experienced here. Locals feel that the spirits spirits of the many who died here still wander through the building. People have visited the pea farm, claimed to have been touched by unseen hands, and hear the sounds of moaning and sobbing. The apparition of a black shadow figures have also been reported. Take this, uh, take these accounts for what it's worth, as the pea farm is also one of the one of those mysterious locations no one can access but it's uh, steeped with legendary haunted encounters still the fact is that this was a prison home to violent criminals and years of abuse has bring little more validity to its rumors 
So that would be a great place to go check out. See, I always thought prisons would be a great place to check out because <clears throat> the beating, you know, the beatings that happen, not just the guards beating the prisoners, but the prisoners beating each other up and killing each other. And yeah, it's crazy. Okay, what else do we got? Did I already read both? I did. I damn sure did. All right, I got a little bit more stuff on it, and then we'll uh, go from there. Okay, this is still the P farm. Most prisons are notorious for being haunted. Excuse me. Ooh. Sorry, I ate dinner before I did the podcast, and mm, pepperoni's talking to me. Mm, that's pretty scary. Okay, most prison most prisons are notorious are 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 notorious for being haunted and holding negative energy due to years of depression, abuse, and violence. The abandoned parish penal farm, aka the pea farm, is one of those places is places and has is and is known to be one of the most haunted places in Louisiana. A rumbling, decaying shell of itself, the pea farm is located deep in the woods of Shreveport off West 7th Street. Wait, I think this is what I just... Yeah, I just read this. Word to word. What the hell? Okay, here's some stuff we don't know about it much. The pea farm... Oh, see, now this right here... I think it said in my other uh, notes that it shut down in 1950. But this right here says the thief, the thief, <laughs> the pea farm was shut down in 1997. And the property is still owned by the sheriff's department and is uh, sitting on posted property. So it shut down in 97. I could have sworn the notes I read on the first time said 1950. But yeah, I bet you there's a lot of spooky ghosts and stuff that goes on there because think about it, especially prisoners, and that's what they did, especially in hospitals and St. Silums back then, you know, and inmates, these people that, you know, died when they was under the care of these people instead of uh, doing the right thing and trying to contact the nearest of uh, kin, these motherfuckers would just go throw them out in the back, oh, go bear them out back. And not give them a proper burial or nothing, or just them, you know, treat them like a piece of trash. Just throw them outside. So, I bet you there's a lot of negative and uh, scary energy in prisons, <laughs> <coughs> especially ones like that. That was that ran for that long, and especially if it really did shut down in '97, because I believe it was built in 1905. So. That's a long time for a prison to be there. But guys, that is it for the storytelling today. Sorry, these are so short. I did not mean to do that. I promise, I promise, I promise. I'll try to make it a little bit bigger bigger and better for you next week. But you guys uh, want to say thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, we are coming up on our... Uh, 
Um, God dang it. What am I trying to say? We are coming up on our uh, three-year anniversary, guys. So what I might do since it's episode is short, I'm going to go back in the archives and uh, play one from... Uh, that's what I'll do. The show ain't over yet. I'll go back in the archives and find something from uh, earlier doing this. So stay right here. All right, guys, I found something. This is uh, episode nine when Lex was doing it with me. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll catch you at the end of this one. Uh, this is, for, like I said, from our early days, very early. So I hope you like it, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Welcome back to another podcast with uh, ghost stories told from the South. I am your co-host, Lexi Booth. And I am your host, Stephen Lebooth. <laughs> I hope that you guys liked right. our episode last week. <laughs> it was it was pretty spooky. Pretty spooky, wasn't it, guys? Yes, it was. Today's going to be a good old scary-ass kicker. <laughs> We're going to talk about the uh, old uh, Sloss Furnace in Alabama. Alabama Slammer. Going to talk about the Maple Hill Cemetery. And we're going to talk about, there's a certain little Main Street town in Alabama that has a pretty creepy ghost story. <laughs> it ought to be fun. Minor a surprise. Minor a surprise because <laughs> she don't know what the hell she's doing. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but how is everybody doing today? I'm glad that y'all are listening and I hope you're having a great Friday morning starting out or Friday or whenever you're listening to this. Sunday, Monday, Hope Tuesday, your Wednesday. Uh, starting out good, and like I said from the last podcast, I want to give our shout outs to the people overseas that's downloading us, listening to us, people in Europe. Like I said, uh, there's a new one came on uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, I know we've had Brazil, oh Taiwan for a while. We had India for a while. India, and. Uh, yeah, it's going good, and we love it. Oh, and then we found some new, uh, we got some, I noticed we have some new uh, listeners in, in the uh, America, too. Uh, what, North Carolina, District of Columbia, um, Denver, California. Texas. Texas, Oklahoma. So it's starting, I mean, we get a good fan base. That's cool, man. But, hey, y'all y'all send us emails. You know, if y'all want to hear a story or know about some creepy shit in your neighborhood or your neck of the woods or in legend. This, uh, it doesn't have to be a true fact ghost story to send it to us if you guys want to. Or DM me on Instagram or Twitter. Yes, we have an Instagram and Twitter account. And I want you to relay the message to the good folks. Next. It is South Texas Ghost. It's S-O-U-T-H-T-X-G-H-O-U. Wait, that's not I spell ghost. G-H-O-S-T. <laughs> Sorry, Lexi wow. had a little moment there. Basically, it's South TX Ghost, because <laughs> Texas is abbreviated, so. Okay, well. And we are on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And Stitcher's been doing pretty decent for us. Yeah, Spotify's still our best platform. Yes, yeah, still our best. We, A lot we, of people use Spotify, though. Yeah, I mean, we're on iTunes. We don't have any luck with iTunes yet, but that's okay. Maybe we we'll also don't really know how to work the system that well yeah, either. But, Oh, uh, and uh, eventually I'm going to try, we're going to try and get on, on a YouTube. Patreon. Oh, and YouTube. We're starting, of course, these videos. And uh, we're going to be getting our stuff on YouTube and Patreon. That's probably what I'm going to work on tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who's gonna kick it off, me or you? Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you kick it off. Okay. Okay, short stack. Okay. I'm going to be talking about the <laughs> old Bryce Hospital. That's so, where I was born. I love it there. You were born at the Watchtall Hospital. I know. <laughs> okay, so I have two locations for this place because I'm not positive which one's which. I have North Polt, North Polt, Alabama, and Tuscola, Tuscola, Alabama. I'm not sure. Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa. I'm not sure where it specifically is because, like I said, I when I, we research, we read like a tons of different articles and stuff, and yeah, so yeah, it's, it's in one of those two locations. It's pretty crazy if you know what I mean. Okay, I so it, do the research. <laughs> I'm over here talking shit. So it was built in 1850, and it opened in 1861 as the Alabama State Hospital. And apparently now, they want to restore it for something, but it's like a $121 million project. Jesus Christ. So it's still just sitting there, and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Hmm. What to do with it? Yeah, when I read that, I was like, uh, spend your money on something else. Yeah. Or do ghost tours with it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so each wing, like the east and the west wing was three stories high and they had three wards or segments in them so yeah yeah wow and then the two outermost wings um have been like demolished i don't know why or when but they're not there anymore they don't exist <laughs> um hmm. maybe a tornado came and hit them circles down and whenever it was built in uh 1850 it was built for a hundred thousand dollars Wow. Was that a lot of money back then? Yeah. It still is a lot of money now. Yeah. But yeah, back then that was a lot of money. So, um, they treated, as <laughs> always, they treated patients like crap. No. Really? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I just can't get over how bad they were to them. Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy how. Yeah. All that ease. So, you cannot visit this place. If you trespass, you get a fine. Like the bigger hotel, like you get a fine, and you get in trouble. That's crazy. And so it served as many as five thousand patients from forty-eight different countries. God dang. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And this is like the newest, like the closest one that we've had. It closed in twenty fourteen. Damn, twenty fourteen. That's like here recently. I know. It was right? built when? 1850. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's been open for... So they had, uh, like, classrooms and a medical and dental clinic. They, uh, I'd say they got their uh, usage out of that place. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they had a fitness area, they had a courtyard, they had a barber shop and a library, a chapel, and a post office. So it was another one of those places that was basically just, like, um... What the hell? Self-sufficient. There was 268 beds. And remember whenever I said there was like 5,000 people? Yeah. So, again, it was very overcrowded. Wow. And then there was a mix of private and double rooms, but when it became like overcrowded, they ended up where just like, eh, sick everybody in. We'll just stick them all in one damn yeah. place. How about that? 
And apparently before it was crowded, I guess it was more like a home, like before it got really overcrowded or something. Hmm. And then, I guess because it got overcrowded whenever everyone started dying, I guess, they had to, instead of doing names, they buried the patient by their number, like their unfiled that they had. Oh, my god! So whenever you look at the graveyard, it's not, oh, this patient. It's yeah. patient number like 1056 Jeez. <laughs> on the gravestone or whatever you call it. And there's at least 5,000 people buried. Jeez. One, I don't know why I should be surprised that you said it's been there for goddamn how long? Since 1850. Jeez, and it closed in 2014? That's, that's a... Yeah. Um, and then they said 60% of the records no longer exist. Because <laughs> yeah, of how long well. it's been there. And then they also said because before it was shut down, like before like trespassers couldn't go in there anymore, they said because of like trespassers are going there like squatters or whatever oh, yeah. or like the rioters or not rioters but like <laughs> I was gonna say, why don't the rioters go there what like the, like the people in there would just like destroy stuff oh the people would not rot they'd yeah they would uh how they call it it went crazy and just like yeah you know what like destroy yeah, tearing shit up yeah and then like because of vandalism and yeah vandalism and that's stuff. what you're talking about when they go in there and vandalize yeah and it was only meant to like house 250 people so like Jeez. Yeah, another one of those. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I've noticed. Well, I guess they just didn't think that, you know. They were like, oh, we're only going to get 100 mental patients. But we already know there's, like, half the country that the world hates. So let's just, you know. (laughs) Let's just stick them over here. um, Okay, so that one didn't have, like, too much of history. Um, It didn't have any reported deaths that I got. But, um, so, you can feel hot and cold spots. I've never heard of feeling hot spots. But this feeling them? Yeah, but this one feels. I, good. I've heard of them. Oh, hot spots or hot spots. Oh, I've only felt like yeah, cold only, spots. Yeah, I've heard of the cold spots. I ain't never heard of hot. Me spots. too. And then you see a lot of things like move and stuff, and then you hear footsteps, and then you can see a trail of like a doctor's coat like turning corners and stuff. Oh my god! And there's screams, and there's you can hear like shuffling and the creaking of doors opening and stuff. Creak, 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 come here. You can also feel your hair being pulled. Oh God, I'd punch a ghost right in the face. And then the sensation of being kicked or hit, but like, like the sensation of it, sensation of it. Sensation of it. It's weird. And then the voices and slamming of doors and stuff. But like, I guess that was way wow. before. That was before I think. Um, obviously, the trespassing thing was put an issue. So, yeah, yeah. That, I don't have a lot on that one, but I kind of liked it. Man. Yeah, yeah. That one's pretty crazy. I know. But it lasted forever, man. So, I mean, that wouldn't have surprised me that many deaths. And how many people, and how many people got shoved under the rug that they threw the uh, records away on purpose. You know, they probably did, honestly. There's probably a lot of people that didn't even have paperwork on them. They just freaking had them in there, and they're like, oh, they get fucked up. They, who cares? They get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't... I don't know. I guess that's why there's, like, not that many records, because, like, the 60% of them got, like, destroyed. So, like, that's why Makes there's not... Makes wonder why they got destroyed. Yeah. It might have been one of those places that had, like, a lot of experiments, so they were like, oh, we got to hide all this. Yeah. That is true, because, I mean, back then... I mean, I under I kind of I kind of understand why they was doing the stuff to the people. They was trying to figure out how to fix the problems, make it better. But the ways they they 
The way they was going about it was just totally screwed. Well, and it's it sucks, but a lot of it did help U.S. science today. Yeah, I mean, but look what they had to gain and freaking do to get there. They had to freaking destroy be, a lot of yeah, people's lives. They had to, to be do some it. nasty people to do that. Yeah, and it's experience like that still happen today, and it's yeah. crazy. Dude, you know what I'm thinking? Maybe if I get two postcards at Walmart today. Okay. Sorry, he just, had a thought. We can just paint them black and set them behind us. That's not tall enough for us, though. We just paste it to the back of the chair or something. We'll experiment here after this podcast. Okay. Sorry, I had a, I had a uh, <coughs> brain fart, you know. We're trying this, you were trying this video stuff, too. And I'm just had a brain fart of doing something with the back so you don't see the ghetto lifestyle we live because it's hardcore, baby. Yeah, too sweet. Okay, your turn. All right. Well, okay. What's your first one? My first one's the... uh, Wait, all yours in Alabama, right? Yes, this is about the uh, sloth furnace in Alabama. I don't have the town. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think to look at the fans. You failed. Well, yeah, well, you do this and stick it. Well, at least you do something. Wow. Anyways. James Sloss. Sloss. Sloss yeah, Sloss. He, uh, he built and opened the uh, furnace in 1881. He was originally the founder of Birmingham. Oh, that's where the, it's around. By Birmingham. It's in Birmingham. Uh-huh. <laughs> So he was a founder, one of the founders of Birmingham, and he was a very wealthy man. But uh, after five years of opening it, op- opening it, he sold it, and they don't—they didn't—they never said why. He just sold it. That's weird. Yeah. Well, he sold it, and it went under uh, new management, of course, and all that. And a lot of people died there. In the first fifteen years, it was open. Forty-seven people died. From what? Just, there's their furnaces. They're like, well, I don't have a, see, this is what I need to start hooking up the other computer. To show pictures? To show pictures so you know what I'm talking about and I know what you're talking about. But, um, yeah, uh, anyways, it was a big old furnace and what they was doing was making, uh, I believe, iron. Yeah, they was making iron and they had these hot furnaces. That's melting down these rocks and stuff mm-hmm. and getting the iron and stuff out of, out of them and putting other stuff with it to make iron, I believe. <laughs> and there's these big, tall furnaces. You know, like the big old stacks you see? That's how tall the smokestacks were. Well, these places were hot. Well, people was dying from dehydration, from, you know, getting too hot. Or they'd fall into the big melting pot of iron. And they'd literally be burnt alive. Yeah, or they would fall into a, a bit. Some, there's one story I was reading. A guy got caught up in one of these big old wheels. They had these big old wheels that would turn stuff, and a guy got caught into it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Chad, next podcast we do, I want to set up that other computer right there. Mm-hmm. And we'll, uh, yeah, I'll go get an, I'll, when I'm at Walmart, I'll get a better mouse for this computer, and we can use that piece of shit for that laptop. Anyways. Sorry, I'm just brainstorming. Everything's coming to me at once. I'm just floating of creativity. Well, that and, okay, so, like, as we're doing the podcast and you guys are, like, it's listening. It's hard to explain to the co-host about this if I don't have a picture or something. Well, that and also we have a video up, but, like, you guys can't see it right now because we're not having it up when this. 
yeah. episode goes up. So, like, because we're just testing it out in the water. So, like, we're showing them and we're talking to, like, the video thingy. Yeah. But, like, you guys can't see it. So, like, yeah. Yeah, we'll have it over here in the corner so we can see it. So. Okay. But anyways, okay, ticka ticka talk. Yeah, in 15 years, they had 47 people die. And there was a... There was a mean shift manager. His name was Calvin Cowers that worked long, long hours, and he didn't take hardly any breaks. He was a real ball buster. He, he was a real pushy, pushy guy. Didn't want to worry about being safe, just wanted to get the job done. That kind of guy. In October of 1887, uh, high above one of the uh, hottest uh, furnaces there, he lost his footing and fell, into, fell to his death. He fell in one of the furnaces. Uh, no. Yeah, could you imagine, man? Because you'd burn so fast because that temperature of that stuff's freaking... It has to be so it's, hot. It's hot, Lexi. I mean, it's it's like a lava. It's that kind of hot. <laughs> no. Yeah, so the, I mean, the, the minute that guy touched it, he just... Mm. It'd be like me throwing a cigarette into like a, a lava and watching it just burn that quick. No, ew. Well, like he died... Witnesses say that they saw an unseen force pushing him. So, like the ghost that well, died, they wanted more people. What they what they think with this guy is, you know, he was a real ball buster. He was a real freaking meanie. But the thing is, he really wasn't technically full time worker at this furnace. He worked at one across town, but he would come over here and help out on the weekends or pull double shit. You know, he'd come help this furnace out too. Well, he was working over here, and then, like I said, you know, that seeing that guy got pushed, they think uh, it's some of the ghosts that he was pushing and got them killed while they was working because he was pushing them so hard, you know, come on, come on, come on, that mm. it was a, a ghost or a spirit of them that pushed him. It was like, huh, payback. Yeah, pretty much. It sounds like to me the ghost got some payback. Yeah, that's what they were saying. And. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I came back to bite his ass. And the karma's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, then shortly after that, you know, the uh, paranormal stuff started happening and all that. And that's what they were saying, you know, that shortly after that, the paranormal stuff started happening. But he worked, you know, full time at the other plant. He would only be here, you know, to help out and stuff. But he was like a... He was there more than here. That's what they think is so weird. I guess because his presence of being such an old prick. Yeah. Being so mean to everybody and being, get to work. You know. So snippy and stuff, too. Yeah. But uh, anyways, in, in 1897, a local local painter was found. Oh, listen to this. You've heard this, but it was a different story. A local painter was found in the tank water on top on the property when he was boiled. That sounds like the Hotel Cecilia. Yeah, because I guess in them uh, towers, you know, where their water is, mm -hmm. I guess the, I guess they boil it or something. I don't know, but that's what they was acting like. Yeah, he was a water and he got boiled. The painter fell in there and got boiled. How do you fall in that? I don't know. See, that's another one of them... Uh, that's another one of them uh, unexplained things. Yeah, unexplained things that you're like, they think it might be one of the ghosts that pushed, you know, that pushed the old man in, might have pushed him in. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. 
This earth needs and to be then, cleansed. Uh, see, I got so far into the ghost stuff, I forgot to even look of when it closed and all that stuff. <laughs> and why it closed, because I was too busy digging into this guy. Cause he was it so probably closed creepy. because everyone was getting attacked. <laughs> well, that, and I think they, they did lose a lot of people. A lot of people died there. A lot of people. That, too, and I think just with time change, you know, when yeah. we started getting iron from other countries and stuff instead of here in the U.S. I they think didn't really kinda, need it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And then here's another story. In 1971, a night, uh, a night watchman got, got attacked. Because I guess by that time, it was closed 100%. But you still had to have had, somebody watch it. Yeah, because teenagers, you know, go there. and I yeah. mean, that place is so big, and there's so many cooks and crannies under the... Well, and it's and like some that. of my asylums, like they, I mean, yes. they have like them closed off, but they have like a watch guard. Yeah. To make sure, like, because if they're like really bad, like clo like demolishing and stuff, they don't want people going in there. Yeah. So, but he got attacked. He got he got stra uh, scratched, and then he got pushed down the stairs. <laughs> what? Yeah, he got attacked. Yeah, he got attacked, pushed down the stairs, and he's like, I ain't going back. He quit that night. He got yeah, like I said, he got scratched up. That's what got him at first, the scratches, and he was by the stairs, and then he got pushed and boom, boom, down the stairs. Oh, heck no. Yeah. See, I didn't even look at that. Like I said, see, when it closes, I was so enthused. And, oh, my God, the first 15 years, four, 57, 47 people died. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. That's cray-cray. <laughs> I mean, that, and I didn't even get a grand total of all the deaths. I was just thinking, oh, my God. I mean, and this is just one little story. This wasn't everything else I could have probably talked about for another three hours on some of this. I mean, because, man, that was, could you imagine me and one feller falling to your death into like a pool of oh boiling my. crap? I would not. <laughs> I don't like that. It's like, the I don't like the one where he like falls in the lava. I call it, I'm not going to, it's not lava, well, but. The melted, yeah. The big old furnace pots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Okay, well. <laughs> Now, I'm going to talk about the salad house. you know what that is? I think that's where they make salad. No, not the salad house. The Sally house. Oh, Sally house. No. Okay. Well, oh, gosh. This city is so hard to pronounce. The Atchison. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's in Kansas. <laughs> Atchison? Atchison, yes. I can't talk. Atchison, Atchison, Atchison. Just say Atchison, Atchison. Atchison, Kansas. The Sally House. Okay. So. Sorry, I'm trying to. Okay, so. Anyway. Come on, get your shit together. Well, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to go about this because, like, there's, like, two different stories, basically. Start from the beginning. I know, but, okay. So there is this room, I mean the room, this house was built in the 1800s. There was three bedrooms, two baths, and the original family lived off and on throughout the generations till 1947. So the big story of why it's called the Sally House, there's two stories to it. The first story is because it's like the family of a six-year-old girl named Sally died in the home because of a botched appendix surgery. Second story that goes way more into depth and kind of along with the first one, um, the owner of the house slash the, he was a doctor had an affair with an African American maid 
and I, I don't want to be like a racist since just say that I, it's important to the story. So that's fine. Are we never being racist? So. Well, I know, but people are sensitive these days. <laughs> um, and they had Sally, the girl, and around um, her age six or seven, she became really ill, and she needed her appendix out. But um, the doctor refused to go take her to the hospital because he didn't want anyone to know about her. And he was a doctor, and one of the stories is that he took it out, but it was a terrible surgery, and she died from it. And this story is saying that he never took it out, and she died from that. Like, it rupturing inside of her, and she died. God. See, and there's a lot of tales like that about a rich man having, you know, a rich man getting with one of the maids in the house, you know. And yeah. knocking them up and trying to keep them hush-hush from the family and mm-hmm. the wife and everybody. Yeah. Well, so the the maid was mad, the mom or whatever, and he uh, she attacked the doctor after the daughter died, and uh, he killed her. <laughs> and then the doctor moved away, and then the mom and daughter were just, like, stuck in their spirits in the house, people wow. say. So that's kind of, like, the background of that one. And then after that, I guess the next owners, four family members died of natural causes. Damn. They say natural, but it ain't natural. I don't think I'd buy that house. Yeah. So then there was this Pickett family. And I have to include the ghost stuff because normally I do the history, then ghost stuff. But this is part of the family, so I have to say it. Sue it. I have to say it. (laughs) Okay. So the Pickett family, they moved in um, December of 1992. The activity started um, about a month after they moved in, and it started as, like, small things like um, lights dimming, cold spots, toys going off and on, animals acting weird, like barking at stuff that wasn't there and stuff like that. Um, After the birth of their son, the activity um, boosted up, like, really bad. The baby was up all night. Like, the mom would put the baby to bed, and then he would wake up. Like, he was sound asleep. And that might sound like a baby thing, but, like, he would, like, play. Like, he would babble at, like, something that wasn't there. Wow. Like, in the movies, how, like, yeah. they play and stuff with, like, an it, like, nothing. Yeah. That's how it was. Um, the nerds, the nursery lights. The nerds. That's real mean. <laughs> what they do to you. The nursery lights would remain uh, on throughout the entire night. Even though she turned them off, they would be on. And then there was, like, strange mold, like, Growing like it wasn't Mold. there, like after the baby was born, Moldy. it just appeared. Stuffed animals Mold. they walked out, they went somewhere, and they were all put up. And then, whenever they came back, they were in a circle in the baby's room, so that was weird. And then there was three scratches down the husband's back yeah. like three bad scratches. Three scratches. So, a physic or a medium came and evaluated the house. She uh, tried to help Sally, but the attacks on the man continued, and they moved out after two years. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Where was it again? This was in... This is in Kansas. Okay. See, that sounds familiar, because I remember that story. They did a story about that on TV. Mm-hmm. And when the video people were there, that's when that guy got scratched. Yeah, it was during, like, an investigation thing. Yeah. Okay, so... They say that whole town that whole town is pretty haunted. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna have to include some of the ghost stuff because I'm there's it goes along with it. But uh, attacks on the other owners continued after they moved out. There's a lot of a bunch of. Oh, there's a bunch of unexplained noises, 
Um, there was, like, burning candles that would, like, light by themselves, and if you put them back out, like, they would just light again. Fuck that. Um, and then people would see, like, a middle-aged woman. They believe it was the African-American maid. Oh, man. Um, and going back on the mom and daughter, the maid and the Sally girl, mm-hmm. um, they still think that the mom is grieving the loss of the daughter, and so she thinks, she, they think that she's the one who attacks people. And then they think Sally is the one that tries to play with the children who move in. And then no family stays along due to the violent attacks. And then it only really happens to adult males. And then one time, curtains caught on fire in the bedroom. Golly. Like. <laughs> That's crazy. They just burst it in the flames, man. Literally. And they say that this house is like a supernatural portal. Oh, my. Because of all the crap that happens there. Wow. And then they see, like, full-body apparitions of Sally and the mom. And then objects move in thin air, like, float. Or, like, be thrown across the room. God. Voices of a woman, like, the woman and then, like, the guy and the child. And then there's scratch. Scratches on, obviously, people in the walls and stuff. And then they, I guess they've had, like, possessions, too. So, so, and they think that the little girl is a demon, and they think that the demon is using her to get close to people. Yeah, it might be. Because, like, they thought, because the mom doesn't really come into play, but they think that mom, like, attacks the people. But then they think it's Sally that attacks the people, so it's kind of confusing. But, um, I'm not sure if it's... I'm pretty sure that it's just, like, a tour place now. I don't think it's, like, a hotel. It's not a hotel. I don't think it's, like, a B&B or anything like that now. But well, that would be great if it was. <laughs> there's a, there's You can do self-guided, self-guided tours. Um, on the self-guided tours, you can bring cameras and phones. But you cannot bring any ghost hunting stuff. And that's from September to October. No ghost hunting stuff? Yeah. And then the guided daytime tours, that's available all the time, and that's 150 per person. Jeez. And then the overnight stays, that's $100 a night, and there's a 3 um, a.m. walkthrough residence. And huh. then the supernatural, or no, the supervised, my bad, supervised investigation is 160, oh no, sorry, 65, I'm sorry, is <laughs> $65 a person. 65. Only 65 per person. And you can, like, use your paranormal stuff. That's pretty cool to let you go in there and do that stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I've always heard about that place right there. That, that's that's an old story. What would you hear it's about good. it? Same, same stuff you heard about it. But that's what I remember when you started talking about the scratching in Kentucky, and I was like, oh, wait, not Kentucky, Kansas. Yeah, I was like, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, we've never really talked about a story where there's like possession involved. <laughs> this yeah. is like well, one of the too, ones that we can look that, see like that right there. We could do our research and you can look that up on YouTube and watch the TV show where the film crew was actually there when that guy got scratched that one time. Mm-hmm. That's what was so crazy. I think that was like the first big uh, paranormal thing caught on TV. Yeah. Yeah, because stuff like that, you don't only get caught on TV yeah. unless, like, in movies. Well, and back and then, people weren't real big into it. People didn't really believe it. 
You know, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, there, there's something out there. I mean, there's a... Me now, anything happens, I'm like, it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, ghost about everything. I'm a really big believer. What can I say? Well, I'm a, I believe, too. But you got to, you know, have some... Well, I mean, I second-guess some stuff, but, like... Well, well, I guess uh, everybody's ready for me, Stevie B. <laughs> we are going to talk about... The Maple Hill Cemetery. And it's in Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> and it started in 1818, and it is, it is hundreds of acres. It's also the largest in the city. Really? It's been reported that people have seen and heard things in the day or night. <coughs> Oh, during the day? People never oh, really yeah. see anything during the day. That's weird. Yeah, here though, they, yeah, here they do. The playground, oh yeah, I know you, you might have heard about this playground. The playground near the cemetery was originally a limestone curry, or quarry, I'm sorry, a limestone quarry. That's where they dig uh, limestone out of the ground. Mm. They can sell it and all that. Anyways, it was abandoned, and the forest took it back over. And in the 60s, a number of kids came up missing uh, in the in the town. And then one day when somebody was uh, walking through the abandoned uh, quarry, they found a kid's skull and more bones were found. They eventually got the cops down there and found more bones and stuff. And uh, that's where a lot of the kids that came up missing were buried, were found. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, in 1985... They turned the area. They turned the area into a playground, and it is. They say it is haunted by the kids that you know were buried there. Well, I can imagine, like they're all oh, poor kids. Yeah, I know you've had to see it. I, I've seen it on that paranormal caught on tape, but it's that uh, cemetery by the. Uh, I mean, it's that playground by the cemetery in Alabama. It's where that uh, swings were swinging by herself. Oh yeah, the guys got there to go play with his daughter or something, and they was filming, and the swings were swinging by herself. And I think she, at one time, even got in one and sat in it. <laughs> I wouldn't. And you could see the other swings swinging like somebody was in them around her. No. <laughs> well, Ew. think about it. You know, a bunch of them. You know, that's what I feel sorry for when a ghost is a kid. I know. Because they don't know. And when they go through something dramatic like that, one minute they're sitting there with their mom or whatever, and, then and next their parents minute next minute dead. they're with some stranger who's killing them and getting her, you know, getting his rocks off and hurting a kid. And then like they're just stuck in this dimension and they don't know what to do. Yeah, they don't know. Because a lot of them are like stuck in like the halfway point. Yeah. So it's. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why I just I just feel sorry for them because they yeah. already they already get get a get a short life yeah you know. it is pretty sad then the poor kids are just stuck stuck in the limbo or whatever you want to call it but uh. that would be weird i think uh, you know that's a that's, uh, some of the stuff on our bucket list one day you know if we ever had the money to just travel for one summer hit some places Yes, and that would be nice too. You know, that would be nice too. They could recommend us places, and then like every summer, if we could do it, go to all these places we talk about, or the, where these people, you know, our fans say, "Hey, y'all go check this out." Yeah, that'd be cool. 
Well, I've got one more, but I think you're going to go next, right? Yes. Okay. You I got was the, supposed to do the train store manor. Well, I was supposed to do this one, but it's really freaking short. I'm supposed to, I was doing this one. I wrote down the wrong one. <laughs> My bad. Oh. So, I'm going to be doing Myrtle's Plantation. And this is located in in, in St. Franceville, St. Franceville, St. Franceville, Louisiana. I hope I'm saying that right. Again, I can't talk. So She can talk. She's just very shy. No, I literally suck at words. Well, can I ask you something? Are you getting nor- Are you getting used to talking now? Yes, I just can't pronounce a lot of stuff. Well, that's good. And you're not talking as fast. I'm working on it. Yeah. Okay. So, a horrific murder happened 150 years ago at this place. And it was named <laughs> after the creep... Creepy? Creepy? Um, Myrtles. It's Myrtles. It was C R E P E, like the dessert, like like the French dessert. Oh, okay. So I'm not positive on how to say that, but I'm pretty sure everyone will know what I'm talking about. Oh, BB. Shoo. This guy named General David Bradford. 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 Not Bradford, Bradford. 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 It's my accent, okay? I'm sorry. I got the same accent, and I can say it Bradford. Shut up. Bradford. Probably because I went to school with some Bradfords. Bradford. Original. (laughs) Shut up. Bradford. I hate you. He originally constructed the house in 1796. God. Nobody. Yeah. Um, So the house was a Spanish colony. For a little bit. And the only one who lived there for years, um, he was the only one who lived there for years till uh, pardoned by President Adams because he was like banished. The words for it. He was like stuck there. Like he couldn't leave or do not leave. He could only like, go so far if that made sense. Yeah. So, and then he was pardoned and he could be like free. I can go anywhere I want. I'm free. Um, whenever he died, or not died, he died or, uh, stuff, he, um, gave it to his daughter, and she was the only one that, um, survived, um, maturity. Not positive on what he means by that. That don't make any sense. He's the only one that, I didn't know going past puberty back in them days was such a hard thing to do. He might have meant minority or something like that, but I don't know. Maybe, like... Maybe he, died, he meant. out of my note, right? What? I don't know, but he's. They were the heels. One, something happened to their daughters, and he, she, one of them, was the only one that survived. Hmm. I don't. Again, I think that website had some of these websites have really bad typing issues. Yeah. And apparently, it's a really famous ghost story, but the um, there was a another owner that lived there after that, and his name was Clark, and he had a high freaking sex drive like going 90 to nothing all the dang time and there was a young slave girl that used to live there and he caught eyes with her and he was like i choose you no lord 
and because it was a, like a farm, and so he needed people to take care of it, and you yeah. know how it was back then. But he caught eyes, and he was like, "I choose you." And but he had a wife and kids and everything, but he was like, "I want you." So um, she accepted like his deal offer. or whatever offer or whatever because she didn't want to go back like to the regular slave farms and like be beaten all the time. Yeah. So she just went along with it, and then she was worried. If the wife found out that she would punish her, well, the uh, wife caught her one day and demanded that one of her ears would be chopped off. That's very specific. Uh. <laughs> so the uh, s- uh, slave girl slipped poison <laughs> into the dinner. I guess the husband wasn't there. It was just the wife and the kids. And so the hus- uh, she slipped food poison into the food and killed everybody. Um, so the wife and the children died. And it's in Louisiana? Yeah. I was fixing to say, that sounds familiar, that story does, because I remember a story like that about a, a cotton, an old cotton plantation in, uh, in Louisiana where the, uh, the madam of the house, the maid of the house, put some poison in there, and she didn't do it to try to kill them. She was just trying to scare them. That's what I've always heard. Mm-hmm. Well, she killed him. And, see, I never heard anything about Clark ever again, so I'm guessing he wasn't there. Or she killed oh. him along with that. I don't know. But the, uh, there was other slaves on the thing. And they were scared that if Clark or whoever there was there, if they she got caught, then they would all get in trouble. So they hung Chloe, the slave, the girl that killed everybody. They hung her. Like, yeah. Um, wow. And they cut her body into pieces and tossed her in the river. Oh, my God. And then another family bought it in the 1970s, and they turned it into a bed and breakfast. Mm. You know, after yeah. a body was severed. See, there's, I think if that's the one, there's some pictures. They found, they was taking pictures one day of the place, and right, there's like the house and like something over here. And right in the middle is a, a woman dressed in that certain time period, and it looked like a black woman sitting there with her hands folded like this in front of her, and she's had the dress up like like they like they dressed up back then. Yeah. This is very creepy picture. Well, okay. So, and then this is weird because another article thing said that Chloe never existed, that it was all made up, and then the family died of jaundice. See, though, I've heard that story more than once, though. Like I so it's not I'm not cl- yeah. I'm not sure what happened. Um and then apparently 10 murders happened there after like it after the whole slave thing happened. Oh my God! And then on top, uh, it was it. The house is on top of an Indian uh, grave, a uh, funeral grave. Oh, that's thing. real nice. Yeah, and there's. How'd uh, you find that out? I I don't freaking know. <laughs> I didn't say there's at least twelve ghosts of just the Indians. Oh my God! Yeah. And in 1980, somebody else bought it, and then two years later, ten years later, left. And when they moved in, their marriage was perfect. When they moved out, their marriage was destroyed. Wow. And the person that moved out, the woman, had a lot of paranormal experience, and uh, she wrote a book about it. Hmm. So she got famous off of it. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Good for her. And it's a 221-year-old building. Damn, what you said is built in the 1700s? The late 70s. Or night, you know what I mean. And that's crazy. If you've ever seen pictures of that, well, you've seen pictures of that house. It's crazy that it got built that. 
I know. Okay, so there's a bunch of unexplainable noises, apparitions. Uh, <laughs> they see Chloe's spirit, apparently. The children in the room, like, I guess where they died. Is that the place, too, that has a mirror in the hallway? It didn't say. Oh. But I don't know what it is now, too. It never did say. Oh. What for sure what it is now. Um, and apparently there was a shooting, too. God dang. And then somebody fell in the Mississippi nearby and died. Wow. So, um, but the girl that I told you that um, lived, not lived, yeah, lived in the house and then wrote the book and got famous over it. Yeah. She heard footsteps on the stairs the first night that she was there. Like, she, and no one was there. It was her by herself and she, or her husband, but they were both in bed. And, like, she heard footsteps and no one was there. She was like, okay. Well, she, um, turned her light off and she went to bed and then it was on whenever she woke up and her husband was still in the bed next to her and oh she asked her God. husband and she, he's like no i never turn on no, a light like, i didn't do shit well then one night she started um the doorknob started rattling and her husband wasn't there her husband was doing something and um no one was there like it just started like someone's trying to get in you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it was rattling and no one was there oh my god and then she fell up um, asleep on the downstairs sofa, and then she woke up to someone watching her. Yeah. And she specifically said it was a black lady, but I don't want to like be rude or anything. And she said her head was wrapped in a green a turban. Yeah, because that's uh, where they're. That's how they did it back yeah. then. And Especially then the, I think the house. Well, pretty much they all did the house help or the outside help. Yeah, and she said that whenever she tried to touch her hand, like to her, she pat her hand passed through her body. So, and she faded away. That was weird. And then... She's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I ain't talking to you. There's a lot of natural deaths, apparently, and then supernatural and violent deaths. So... Dang. A lot of uh, stuff's happened in that house, but it's um, honestly a pretty good freaking little story. Yeah, I've heard about that little place. It's it's always found sounded very interesting. Yeah, it, it is. You know. I just, I'm really curious as to what really happened. Yeah, because see, that Chloe story, I've heard that one before. Yeah, I but just... But see, I've always heard one, too, I think. it. I've heard one, too, that uh, she uh, she was, uh, of course, sleeping with the, the head man, the master guy, whatever his name was. Yeah. You know, of course, they were sleeping with each other. And that's what I've always heard. And then I've heard, you know, she got her ear chopped off, but then I heard she was inside, you know, that... She got her ear chopped off for it within uh while she was inside. Well, as the kids got older, she was worried about losing her spot being a, a house maid. So she, uh, I heard she put that poison in the cakes, and she thought she was giving them just a little enough to make them sick so she could come in and take care of them. She gave them enough to kill the them, day. didn't she? Yeah, and she accidentally fucked up and gave them enough to, to kill them, but she didn't know. And I do remember hearing that, though, too, that the slaves there was so worried about getting caught or something. <laughs> getting uh, of a, them being accused of what she did when the master came back. So they just went ahead and killed her and, you know, because they, they didn't want him to come back and be pissed at them when she did it. Yeah. Like you said, that is creepy. <sighs> All righty. Well, mine's really story? short. It might be a 10-minute story, but it's pretty good. This one is true. I mean, they're all true, but it ain't no <laughs> urban legend. This is real. Yeah. This one's entitled Main Street. In Albertville, Alabama, during the 19, uh, early 1900s, a tornado ripped through the town, killing many people, because I believe it happened in the afternoon. 
Mm. So the town was busy. People were there. And it, it wiped out the whole town. The whole downtown wow. got wiped, wiped out. They say the ghost of the people that died that day still haunt downtown. People are heard of hearing voices, seeing things, and feeling like a cold breeze in the, in the hot the summer day. In the middle of summer, they'll feel like a cold breeze. <laughs> yeah. That's ew. Yeah. I was reading up on some of the stories, you know, like, though, like, it's a small town, kind of like Mineral Wells. They get done eating, you know, how you got to go down a little bit to go get in your car where they'll be walking and they'll think they they'll see see somebody, and they get closer, and it's a ghost or something to disappear, or, or they'll see somebody, or they'll hear a voice, and they're like, "There's nothing there," you That's know. That's weird. Yeah, and sometimes the word creeps them out. During the day, they you know, like they said, they can kind of count it off to a noisy kid or something like that, or just the hustle and bustle of downtown. Well, when it when it. it when it would happen in the middle of the night, then they were like, uh, well, there's no one here. You know. <laughs> that's my ancestors yeah, that's from crazy the how, That's crazy how a whole town like that is. Yeah, uh, that is that is weird. Because you don't really hear about a whole town. A whole you town normally just hear about like one person or two, yeah. not a whole town being yeah. like oogly boogly. Well, too, that's another big tragic thing that happened. That tornado yeah. came through and wiped out the whole damn town. Yeah. And back then, you got to figure they didn't have any warning. They didn't have cell phones going off. They, they didn't, didn't have, have a, news. They didn't have the sirens. TV. They didn't have sirens. So when they seen them storms coming, they just thought, you know. Had oh, to play it by ear. Stand outside just, and watch. They just thought, oh, it's another thunderstorm or something. Another rainstorm. Yeah, they just had to do what we did. Watch. Yeah. But. Yeah. Do we have time for another one? Yeah. Because mine's like literally really, really short. About as short as mine was. I just wanted to tell that when I knew it was short, but man, it was—I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, a whole town being wiped out from a tornado, a whole downtown. Yeah, that's a, a little creepy, though. Okay, well, I'm gonna be telling the story of the three blind mice. <laughs> the Molly Brown House. Have you heard that one? I don't think so. Well, it's in Denver, 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 Denver Colorado. You talk today. What the heck did that? Put some non-talking stuff in them eggs or something? Yes. So, it's a museum now. Museum. But it used to be... That's what I said. No, you said mu- it's a museum. 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 Okay. Used to be... A, it's a museum now. It used to be uh, someone's house. So, it's just really, really short, and I'm not really understand. I didn't ever understood, like, the meaning to it, but... So, it was once home of... Um, James Joseph and Molly Brown. Um, uh, hang on. I got confused. Okay, she, okay, they were both, uh, I'm not sure if they were both or if she just was. One of, I think she just was, she was a survivor of the Titanic. Um, so yeah, and she, uh, she served as the governor, like, she served in the governor's, governor's mansion and stuff, um, and she didn't do a lot, but she was like, I guess, like, part of, like, the woman's rights stuff. Oh, the woman's right, mo- rights movement. Or stuff like that. She was something to do with women, something, uh, something important to women, or something, something like that. Something to do with women. Um, they never, they really weren't really specific, so, and then, 
after she died, her and her husband died in like 1932, the there was a group in Denver that were like, hey, we should purchase this house and rent it to a museum. So that's what they did, and it's been like that ever since then. So it literally, it's not really that interesting to me, but just two people died and yeah. they turned into a museum now. As I never, I don't understand the significance, but apparently they smell the husband's pipe because everybody smoked back then. Oh, yeah. They smell the smoke at random times. Light bulbs mysteriously come out, not just turn off, they unscrew. Yeah. The furniture is always rearranged. They just don't like the way them people have their furniture set up, I guess. And they have, they see a... Kind of rude. They see Molly all the time wearing, like, his old, older clothes. And they feel cold spots in random and strange locations. So. That's crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. But that one was really short. There's really nothing interesting about that one. I was just like, I needed to talk about it. It was. She just liked it because the googly-boogly ghost. So, it's somewhat haunted. It counts. <laughs> yeah, it counts, damn it. And I love it. Okay, well. Well, I hope everybody had another fun episode with us today. It sure has been fun hanging out with you cool cats. And like I said, man, we're uh, really, really proud, or proud, or not proud, but uh, really happy with everybody liking what we're doing. And Dad. People, uh. Liking our stuff and all that. We're really, really grateful to yeah, everybody. Yeah, we're really grateful, and it's very, very awesome. Keep liking and keep downloading everything, guys. Oh, and, uh, announcement. So we are going to do a special for next episode. Oh, yes. Next episode is going to be a special. I'm not going to say what it is. It's a surprise. It's an hour special on one One topic. big thing. I did the research. Dad's going to ask questions about yeah. it and everything, but... It's uh It's gonna be an out that's gonna be our first hour special on one certain thing. We're gonna do that every month. We're gonna try to start doing a little bit more to give y'all cool cats and cool doggies some some more bits and stuff of us. So okay, well make but sure you to guys uh, make sure like she was fixing to say. <laughs> make sure to check out the Instagram and the Twitter at South Texas Ghost and the email at Ghost Stories Told from the South at gmail dot com. And don't forget Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, baby. Pretty soon, be coming to YouTube and everywhere else. We're trying to get on. Uh, I'm gonna be trying to get on uh, iHeart pretty soon too. Oh, and we might change our download dates or not download our updo uh, upload dates days to Wednesday. Our publishing days. Yeah, we might start publishing uh, everything on Wednesday. So because we've noticed we you guys might, uh, like listen most on Wednesdays. Yeah. So what we'll do, what I think I might start doing is. This Wednesday, we'll start by putting the new episodes. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll check. We'll publish new episodes every Wednesday at 6, six o'clock in the morning. Okay. But y'all go check our stuff out, like everything, subscribe, keep being a fan. We got more stuff coming, guys. Yay, yay. So, uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening and keep listening. And uh, thank you. Check you later. See you later. And uh, we'll tell some more scary stories told from the uh, We'll tell some more ghost stories told from the South next time, ladies and gents. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope that kind of made up for being such a so, uh, short episode. But, well, I hope you guys are staying warm where you're at and staying safe and like i said guys i want to just thank you thank you thank you 
thank you for being loyal listeners and thank you for always listening. Just thank you and thank you from around the world, guys, for uh, listening. So, hope you guys like it. Like I said, we're getting close to doing our 150th episode, which means three years of doing this. God dang, time flies. And you'd think I've ran out of stuff to do. Oh, no, there's still so many stories and haunted places to talk about. But, all right, guys, we will see you guys later. Have a good one. And uh, this has been Stephen LeBooth from Ghost Stories Told from the South. <laughs> You guys have a great one, and uh, we'll see you later.